0: Starting. Is everyone here? We going? Yeah, we're good. Levels are fine. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name
1: is Adam Gobeski, and I'm Charlie Wallace. And with us today, we have two fantastic and special guests, Paul Wilcox and Doug Gobeski. Hi. Hello. So
0: before we begin, uh, there's some news we have to discuss, right? Oh yeah. Wait. What? There's a cruise news emergency. Cruise news, cruise news. Emergency. Cruise news, cruise news, cruise news, cruise. Do, Boom.
1: Aren't they all, though? There's no light Ted Cruz news anymore. I think this is it. I think
0: this is the one. So... It you'll probably have actually forgotten about this by the time this podcast comes out. But here on September fifteenth, twenty seventeen, earlier this week, there was a cruise news emergency. Why don't you tell us what it
1: was, Charlie, since you're a cruise expert? Oh well, uh I know what it was, but I didn't look up the specifics. So <laughs> let me type in Ted Cruz. <laughs> Porn.
2: I think you can just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no. It'll be the top one. <laughs> <laughs> or just like T-E maybe.
0: <laughs> oh, did you want the Ted Cruz porn tweet?
1: <laughs> Gizmodo has an article that says Pornhub is cashing in on Ted Cruz's horny Twitter gaffe.
0: <laughs> oh. uh, I don't think that's quite the one we want. You gotta go to the source. Not actually, but <laughs> the screen cap.
1: <laughs> so, according to Slate, Ted Cruz's official Twitter account briefly liked a porn tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night, Cruz's official Twitter account liked a tweet featuring a hardcore porn video. <laughs> the like caused the very explicit tweet from the account at sexual posts to appear briefly on that portion of Cruz's profile. Hmm. Still on his profile yeah. for at least 40 minutes. So I guess the question comes in, does he control his Twitter account? Does he not control his Twitter account? So there was a subsequent interview he did with CNN, I think, where
0: he sort of like tied himself in knots and saying that he had not been hacked, but that it wasn't him. It was a staffer or something.
1: <laughs>
0: seems like a
3: reasonable explanation.
1: I mean, you can easily more, switch between more accounts. More reasonable than,
0: than Ted Cruz himself not knowing what he's doing. <laughs> Is <laughs> going through Twitter.
1: Well, I do heart this. I am obligated to press the button,
0: <laughs> even accidentally hitting the heart as he tries to scroll through.
3: I just have a hard time believing that Ted Cruz is using Twitter as his source for hardcore pornography.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like he thinks of like Twitter as like the like that's like the URL bar to him.
4: <laughs> he just goes to Twitter and
2: types in stuff he wants to see. Yeah, it's, it's his Google.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so that was our cruise news emergency.
4: He <laughs> <laughs> really like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Paul really enjoys that. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of a cruise news emergency. I, yeah,
2: I just, I just love the abuse of the word emergency. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, for the record, it sounded like none of you were buying Ted Cruz's explanation. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have to stand by him. I voted for him, so
0: <laughs> I forgot. You're allowed to change your mind? A. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at all those people setting fire to MAGA hats.
3: I'm not aware that anyone who supported uh, that person was uh, going backseas on it. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 unsha- it's unshakable, unshakable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd buy it, but I'd equal, it's it's like 50-50 to me. I'd buy it, but I'd also buy it as just, you, that's the most plausible explanation, and also the first thing I would think to say if <laughs> I had accidentally done that but what's the
0: funniest explanation
1: that's what i'm going with (laughs) that he fully intended on doing it
2: (laughs) yeah it's it's a calculated move no too cliche adam too
3: cliche Mm -hmm.
2: makes him more likeable and relatable
3: (laughs) would would it only be cliche if it were hardcore gay porn
0: no it's see what you don't know is that he's bought stock in sexual posts or whatever you (laughs) said that's kind of the most absurd
3: (laughs) (laughs) so this has turned into an episode of Conspiracy Corner oh
0: inevitably (laughs) as with all things Ted Cruz
3: right yeah exactly yeah
0: Conspiracy
2: Corner Ted Cruz (laughs) emergency (laughs) news Cruz tips conspiracy theory edition (laughs)
1: <laughs> the funny thing is that news reporters probably had to start following that account in order to do their stories hmm what sort of material is on sexual posts
0: this is a sacrifice
2: but i'm gonna make it if i'm recalling correctly too it's like it's like with two l's or something
0: Yeah,
1: there's two l's Sexu-all <laughs> oh,
2: oh, sex
0: you all posts
1: oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> hey charlie Yes, Here's another podcast that Amber can't play for her kids
2: <laughs> she also theres has another Twitter account she can't show to her kids.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that cruise one
2: uh, it is her senator,
1: oh, that's true, yeah
3: uh.
2: oh. I mean, there was definitely like an angry parent like, me and my children follow this for good, wholesome content.
1: (laughs) We get Google alerts for Ted Cruz. (laughs) Imagine our surprise.
0: So, Doug, Mm -hmm. am I correct in saying that this is your first podcast from a brand new location?
3: Yes, you are correct in saying that. Although it's a little bit odd that you stated it as a question like that.
0: I couldn't remember if you had done a podcast since you moved. Oh.
3: <laughs> I mean, incidentally, there's an apartment's worth of boxes full of my stuff behind me. Wow. Oh. Because uh, this week, uh, this week, I finally received all of my stuff to begin unpacking it.
0: And so now you live in the okay state of?
3: Denial? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what Wisconsin is for you? The okay state?
0: <laughs> well, you're there, so it can't be that great.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> thought and Oklahoma would have clinched that spot.
0: And, and as far as I know, Scott Walker's still there. So,
1: Oh, he is. Yep.
3: Yep. So
0: there's only so high you're going to get. <laughs> so yeah, Doug has moved because he's now a graduate student. So congratulations. Graduate
2: Congratulations. Student. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations!
1: Congratulations! Well, that that
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. I've been
3: hanging out at that university all this time for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, quit my job and started grad school.
2: What What are you studying?
3: Uh, biomedical engineering with a specialization in rehabilitation engineering. Mm, nice. So a little bit of a a sea change from my old work where. Through a long chain, I helped ensure that when it really comes down to it, when it really needs to happen, America can end the world
2: in nuclear hellfire. <laughs> Yay? I'm happy so, that's no. on the record.
3: <laughs> so, so no longer part of the uh, support structure for that. Instead, going to be working on uh, trying to help out stroke survivors and whatnot.
0: Hmm.
3: Oh, that's good. Slight change. Slight change
2: uh tangentially related i'm actually switching jobs oh really oh really yeah i'm i'm moving in the other direction i'm moving from the noble world of development of child support applications to uh everyone's favorite uh the insurance business
4: Mm.
3: oh is it a new company
2: (laughs) yeah it's a new company so still still in lansing just a nice nice bump for me Nice. you know
3: congratulations
2: thanks i'm pretty pretty excited and i even built myself in a week off in between jobs so that's that'll be nice there's all these people leaving my job i was always like oh so when do you start and they're like monday and i'm like you fool
3: <laughs> oh so in my case uh i quit my job on a tuesday and pretty much spent the rest of that week through the following tuesday getting all of my stuff packed up by the movers and getting everything in the apartment cleaned and then i got to see the eclipse. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was in Idaho for the eclipse, which was actually a large part of why I was in Idaho through the twenty second was so that I could see the eclipse on the twenty first.
1: Is that why you moved nice. there <laughs> originally
3: seven <laughs> years ago? Yeah, the long game. <laughs> <laughs> Get, Get a good spot. <laughs> hey, man, those those hotel prices were outrageous. Okay. <laughs> So I pretty much drove Idaho to Wyoming, to South Dakota, to Minnesota, to Wisconsin. So I was in like five states over the course of three days. And I made it to orientation with seven minutes to spare.
2: <laughs> nice. It's good
0: timing. <laughs> but yes, no, our main event this evening. Uh, this is our eighth installment of the Mary Marvel Movie March, where we are watching the 1998
1: movie, blade starring wesley snipes and steven dorf so steven dorf where do i recognize him from or do i is it only this because uh, i
2: recognize it's the not, name he's not the guy in dorf on golf is he <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he he really worked out He <laughs> aged himself a bit uh so no no it's not sorry <laughs> okay uh no you know steven dorf from Blade. <laughs> yep. What that movie? Uh, Cecil B. Demented? The Power of One? Uh, I mean, I only know him from Blade.
1: He made such a huge impression on me, I guess.
0: You know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> I feel like he's one of these people that comes up, and every time I'm like, who is that? Oh, it's the guy from Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was an awkward period of time where I had him mentally confused with Stephen Root. Uh, oh. the the one guy from Office Space? The stapler guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, Milton. Milton, thank you. I kept trying to say Melvin,
3: and that wasn't Leave right. you hit me blue
0: Yeah. So, for a while, I had weird images in my head of Blade, of Wesley Snipes facing <laughs> off against Milton from Office Space. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's Blade rapid Blade? fire like stapling. <laughs> <laughs> Red, the color of blood.
0: So, uh... A little history into blade as we always do on these things it was kind of weird like the punisher and that it was kind of hard to turn up much information on this um apparently blade was like a, a minor supporting character in like the early 70s and then he kind of just disappears for a while like i don't think he had, shows up barely at all in the 80s and he shows up a little bit in the 90s and then it's actually as far as i can tell um, he like he gets a couple like miniseries and stuff, but it's really this movie that sort of like launches him yeah. as a character. But as far as I can tell, because again, um, Wikipedia wasn't super helpful, and the special feature on the DVD called "The Origin of Blade," delving into the background of the Marvel Comics character, featured virtually nothing about the Marvel Comics character Blade. It was it was really useless as a uh, as a resource. <laughs> You should have Um, got
3: the super special edition.
0: Yeah, maybe. Although this DVD (laughs) is from 1990. No, this DVD is from 2001 when everyone thought that uh, value-added material was a big thing. So all the DVDs were loaded. Mm. So it actually had stuff. It just wasn't helpful. But um, I'm digressing. As far as I can tell, Blade is is somewhat different in the comics from the movie version of Blade. He is African-American. But apparently one of his characteristics is that he talks a lot. And I don't believe he's the daywalker. He doesn't have this sort of like half vampire. I think he's just a dude that hunts uh, vampires and he's got like lots of tools and stuff to hunt them with. Oh,
1: yeah, I actually think the characteristic of him talking a lot would have would have been good in this movie. There were a couple of times where I was like, oh, I just wish he would say something instead of just sitting there. He's clearly being the stoic hero, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, badass. Yeah.
2: They made him a little more of like that few words kind of badass style. Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess it would take a long time before we got to Deadpool. You know, so
2: <laughs> yeah. I can't I there's shouldn't be of,
1: wishing that this was Deadpool. <laughs>
2: there's there's a
0: lot of ground that needs to be laid before we get to Deadpool eighteen <laughs> Charlie, years later. I yes.
3: disagree, Charlie. You should always be wishing that every movie were Deadpool. <laughs>
0: Schindler's List, why isn't this Deadpool? (laughs) (laughs) And then speaking of weird, awful mashups, this is our first appearance in Marvel movies, at least, of David S.
1: Goyer, who wrote this
0: movie. Oh!
1: (laughs) Is he very prolific in Marvel writing? Uh, He becomes semi-prolific
2: he wrote the rest of them and directed blade trinity yeah uh,
0: he worked on uh a bunch of like the
1: batman versus superman stuff man of steel oh batman begins the dark knight apparently he's credited yep. as a writer yeah
0: but he's also uh both ghostwriters. oh well also. yeah <laughs>
2: he looks he looks kind of like an actor that i'm thinking of and i'm trying to think of who it is
0: stanley tucci
2: Yes, that's
0: <laughs> a- <laughs> yeah. Um, David S. Goyer infamous a couple years ago, I think, for basically saying that She-Hulk was a like porn star version of the Hulk. Hmm. Which well, it's really it's worth noting
3: answer. that David S. Goyer has gone on record as saying that he doesn't like comic books.
0: <laughs> really? That's oh, a-
2: he's that- one of those. <laughs>
0: That was not true in the uh, in the Origins of Blade that I watched. <laughs> really? He was on record there as being a fan of comic books.
3: <laughs> I swear I saw Blade was something. one of his favorites. Oh. I swear I saw something in the wake of Batman versus Superman saying that he, he did not care for comic books.
0: Well, he did say he was a Marvel guy, so maybe it was that he didn't care for DC comics.
3: Uh, so he's purposely just trying to sabotage him. Uh, I mean,
0: that's as good a theory as any at this point. <laughs> Having moderate success. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should actually probably talk about the movie itself. <laughs> had you guys seen Blade before? I personally don't know that I'd actually seen this movie, other than um, some of the stuff in the temple at the end looked familiar. It's like, maybe I had walked in while it was on. But that was about it, actually. What about the rest of you?
2: I I don't think I'd seen... Any of it? Yeah, not that I can remember, other than maybe like a late night falling asleep, flipping through channels when uh, you know Aaliyah Queen of the Damned wasn't on. <laughs>
4: <It's>
3: <laughs> Fine, I'll settle
4: for second place. choice. <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: I definitely saw it previously, but I saw it on TV. So, uh, being as this is an R-rated film, it was somewhat edited. First time seeing the uncut version.
2: Ah, uh, so that's where the some people are always trying to ice skate uphill.
3: <laughs> Charlie watched
0: the clean version. The uh, Walmart exclusive. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that
1: wasn't true this time, but it's possible in the past I might have watched an edited version because I remembered about ninety percent of the movie, but there was a particular scene with the archivist. Uh, might have been the character's name the gigantic yeah yeah the fat guy was his name oh okay yeah i did not remember that and that seems like the sort of character i would have remembered (laughs) Kara definitely remembered it this is like oh this is one of the few parts of the movie she remembered
0: so i guess then uh overall what were people expecting from the movie having not either seen it or it's been a while and they kind of forgot stuff
2: it lined up pretty well with my expectations I was expecting something, you know, with a with a real classic late 90s aesthetic. Lots of good action, punching, sword fighting, those sorts of things. Weird clubs, you know, yep. those were really big. <laughs> <Braves>. <laughs> those are super important in my action movies. Whether it's Blade or Xander Cage. Like
3: is is there a uh, sprinklers full of blood scene in Xander Cage?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> but but you know there's probably like a underground Russian dance club you know
4: <laughs>
3: freaky beaky <laughs> scene. So, <laughs> so sprinklers filled with vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and then there was the other. There were I've forgotten about the second club in this movie too. The Asian schoolgirl club.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, like yeah. This, like this Japanese club with like schoolgirl. Idol style.
1: Yep. Just Japanese. Performers. Yep.
3: Yeah, that was a nice touch.
2: Uh, was, uh, pretty close to what I was
3: expecting. I don't know if I'm remembering other movies in the trilogy, but I thought there was more scenes with Whistler in them. It was a bit more of a late nineties action flick than I had recalled. So like in my head, it was sort of a timeless classic, whereas, uh, in reality, on screen it's a little bit more a product of its time okay but uh overall good you know pretty much you know met my expectations for for it
1: i mean it was basically what i remembered just a fun action movie that had a lot of interesting points to it but went by really fast i mean i i like the i like the characters in it i liked whistler he was fun
0: yeah. Whistler apparently, by the way, an invention for the film.
1: It kind of makes sense. You need you need somebody else other than just him and the leading lady.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you got to have an Alfred.
1: Right. Yeah, you're right. He is he is the Alfred
0: of the movie. Yeah. Chris Christofferson and the uh, what would later probably be the Jeff Bridges role. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I I thought it was him at first. Maybe it was the quality of the video feed, but then I was like, wait a second. <laughs>
1: you know. It was I this is the first movie I ever saw Chris Christofferson in. I was like, oh that's a weird name. So later at some point for some reason I watched Convoy and I was like, oh, it's that guy from Blade. <laughs> I'm
0: on board with this movie now. <laughs> what are they gonna pull over and have a sword fight? It's too much driving in this movie. Yeah, so the uh the A V club runs a feature. Every couple weeks or so called a history of violence, which is the best action movie of the year from like some arbitrary date, like 1968 through to the present day. And uh, this was, in fact, the pick for the 1998 entry. So I was uh, I was looking forward to a a fun action movie. And uh, I wasn't disappointed, although I guess I don't quite know if fun would be the word I would choose because it's actually a very serious um, tone i think throughout the entire thing oh yeah. yeah yeah this is this is not a movie sending up itself
2: beyond maybe the fat guy <laughs> he kind of was the comic relief yeah. and maybe to some extent whoever that weird like crispin glover style like uh oh the
0: guy from grounded for life
2: yes yes that guy yeah. that's, that was really him
0: that's really him yeah
2: oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. his yeah. character's named quinn i think he was kind of played the a little bit more goofy. Yeah. Is he the one who kept getting his hand cut off?
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: So but yeah, I uh one thing I think that was interesting to me, just with the benefit of hindsight, is that kinda like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, if you didn't know this was a comic book movie until the last like ten minutes, I don't know that you would have ever really thought it was a comic book movie as opposed to
1: just some vampire thing. I didn't know the first time I watched it, probably until much later. It's probably before we started doing the March, I knew that, but <laughs> Oh good. You knew it before five <laughs> months ago. <laughs> or whatever. I knew it before you asked me to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, but like this just has that flavor of like late nineties action movie of just being like quite serious but stylistic too. Like the thing that cut coming to my mind was this is very stylistic.
1: So yeah, there was that scene where Blade was fighting against the SWAT team towards the end with the the glass walls. And I think there was mm. like a waterfall oh, going yeah. down it. That felt very Matrixy to me. But then I realized this was before the Matrix. Right. Yeah. The sort of Kung Fu leather clad <laughs> <Yes>. fighting against <laughs> heavily armed guards scene. Right. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. How huh? It did feel like there was this
0: Matrix feel to it. And yet it predates the Matrix. I was like, oh. Like, I had to keep reminding myself, like, this isn't feeding off the popularity right. of the Matrix. This,
1: is just, <laughs> yeah. this isn't a rip-off. Yeah. The
0: Matrix was, is ripping them off.
2: Was he where did Blade wear, like, a duster kind of thing, too?
0: In the movie, you mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He was, okay. had, yeah, he had
0: that long coat.
2: I mean, He loses it, like, halfway through, right? But he had it. That was, like, prime time for, like, long black coats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't get um, much cooler than that.
3: There was uh, there was also a scene in, near the beginning of the movie where he shoots at one of the vampires. The vampire does this kind of bullet time style dodge.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it was like yeah.
3: proto bullet time. Yeah, that that part also felt very Matrix esque.
0: Yeah, it's like if you didn't know any better, you would just swear that they were they were riffing off the popularity of the Matrix. But yeah, no, guess not. And then so uh, the plot is about Deacon Frost. Who you know is evil because he uses Apple products. <laughs> Zing!
4: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: trying to resurrect some sort of uh, ancient vampire god. And that involves a temple in a desert that's outside the city. Do we ever find out where the city is? No, I don't think so.
2: I I looked it up while wow. I I couldn't help but look it up. And- <laughs> And all I could find was someone saying, you know, that it's never mentioned in the movie. So I don't think it's actually supposed to be anything in particular.
0: Okay, so that probably makes it Albuquerque. Right.
1: Ah,
2: yes. Albuquerque, (laughs) New York.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious as to why this ancient temple is in the United States. I suppose there could have been vampires in the United States as well long ago. It just seemed kind of weird. It seems like the sort of thing like, oh, let's transition to Egypt or something, right?
0: Well, I think it's just that when they built a temple, it was back when it was Pangea.
1: Then it moved away.
2: Really old temple.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs)
2: Uh... (laughs) Citation needed.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a kind of a question we actually asked during the movie. It was like, are we sure this isn't in Europe somewhere or something?
2: <laughs> the accents are all wrong. The way I saw it was like, well, are we sure this is really in like our world? But then I realized they said Moscow at the end. And I was like, OK, well, you just narrowed down the list of places where the Blade City could be.
3: No, no, no. He killed all the vampires on counter Earth. And now he's in Moscow on our Earth.
0: Oh, that'll explain how a whistler comes back in sequels, because I know he does. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Wow. Yeah, seemed pretty definitive.
3: (laughs) No, it wasn't. He died off screen. He died off screen.
1: That's fair. (laughs) At the last moment, I decided to shoot into the air (laughs) instead of shoot myself. (laughs) And I crawled to a hospital.
2: I proceed to infect everyone.
0: (laughs) Well, it turned out the bullet hit his cancer and cured him instead. Hmm. Oh,
1: that's scientifically proven, right?
2: Well, I mean, sure, that's maybe it was the vampirism,
1: right? (laughs) Right. That cured the cancer, and then he cured the vampirism.
2: Oh, Oh, wow! I think we just do. We have to watch Blade 2 I mean, I still want to.
0: There's no need at this point. (laughs) Uh, So one thing I'll say is that I thought Wesley Snipes was really suited to the role as it was
1: shown on the screen. Like he he seemed to embody the character that they wanted. I couldn't think of who else I would put in his place. Like even if I had to, if he didn't exist, I don't know who would be second up for this role.
2: So I think to me, like this movie came out at a time... Where like I hadn't heard of the character before. So to me, like Blade is Wesley Snipes. Right.
0: Well, right. that's what yeah. I was saying before, right? Is that Blade wasn't really a thing until this movie. And then I think subsequently comic book Blade um is altered to be like Real Blade or <laughs> Real Blade, Blade. Real
2: Blade. <laughs> Blade IRL. <laughs> Starting that subreddit right now. Let's see if it's taken. <laughs>
1: So was this really the first time in vampire history that vampires had tried sunscreen, or was this a special concoction that they had? That just seems really weird. That like, oh, we just now figured it out.
0: Did did they just now figure it out, and I zoned out on that part, or they just had it? I thought they just had
1: it. I I guess, but why wouldn't they be doing that all the time then?
3: It's a pain in the ass. I got ass
0: you gotta get you gotta every be. part
1: of your skin <laughs>
0: yeah
2: like the not full not fully not like born vampires could use it or something was the impression i got oh maybe that's
1: a... oh oh weird it's a movie it, with layers
2: something like that i mean that's what it seemed like and i mean unless all of those you know full vampires could do it but you know when he was like killing that guy by exposing him to the sun uh, it, so oh, pretty have like, no, never seen that you know <laughs> And, so, and I was also wondering, like, yeah, we're, they weren't just talking about regular sunscreen, right? It had to be some sort of super high-tech sunscreen. Right? I imagine, yeah. Not just like yeah, SPF yeah. 30. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then equal to Wesley Snipes, I thought uh, Stephen Dorff did a great job, actually, of like holding his own. I can see why the only thing I know from his blades, because he's really good as Deacon Frost.
1: <laughs> I actually didn't remember. I, I must have been conflating this with Underworld. Because I thought all the old vampires were going to control stuff through the whole movie. Like, I thought he was just an upstart that they were going to teach a lesson to.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what I thought was interesting is how, like, Blade's fairly, like, slow and measured. Or Wesley Snipes in his performance. Whereas Stephen Dorff's a lot more, like, animated and talks faster and more casual. So I thought that was an interesting contrast.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I, it was sort of like a weird, young, like, clubbing lifestyle sort of guy and like his entire entourage was like that I thought that was kind of kind of interesting for somebody who's like how old i guess we don't really know how old he is as a vampire we know he was turned at some point but well sometime since the 70s he was at least 60s oh 60s right right because he was old enough to turn
0: blade's mom and then also keep her as his weird
1: box slave mm. like she's Probably always in that box bed Oh yeah, that's I didn't believe that that was true originally. It's like, that's just an illusion. That's not really his mother, but then it did end up to be his mother. To be fair, she was a pretty bad mom. <laughs> that's fair. A lot of creepy scenes. Like... Yes. A lot of incest. It was very incestuous looking. Yeah. Incest
0: super text. The
1: <laughs> yeah, opposite of a subtext. <laughs> It's like, she turn off the sound and tell me what the relationship between these two characters is. I would not have got <laughs> it right.
2: Uh, That's not how close it? lips get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe maybe she was in, like, some sort of eternal youth stasis pod, but she seemed really young. Well,
3: because vampires to... don't age. Right. Or so, they age so she really, was, like, really frozen slowly. in
2: time, basically.
3: Yeah, remember Twilight?
2: Oh, now I do.
0: <laughs> For, that's the age you are forever, so you have nothing better to do than go creep on high school students, because that's vaguely what you look like.
1: Huh. Yeah. If you were immortal or nearly immortal, would you stick with the fashion trends of the time, or would you stick with what you had? Like, this guy seems like he wants to update. Hey, why not?
0: You know, somebody's got to be the forward thinker.
3: Yeah, you don't want to get uh, get stuck in a 400-year rut, do you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like those vampires from what we do in the shadows.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd be pretty excited for things like, you know, like arch it's support short. and shoes and like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these are hella comfortable compared to all these, like, straps I used to have.
0: <laughs> Am I using that word right?
2: You, you just you go to the club with your finest cod
3: piece on.
0: <laughs>
3: yes, it was always high fashion back in
2: your day. <laughs> I like to think you'd just borrow from all of the the fashions. Like you'd take your your favorite pieces. You know, like you'd still have a cape, but you'd have your New Balances on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you need to make this movie, Paul.
2: wouldn't be like straight out of Castlevania or something (laughs) where just always wearing your like ornate gothic clothes like you're in a visual K band or something (laughs) in a what? visual K it's like a Japanese music genre where like the bands like dress in like really gothic like androgynous style clothes and play like like kind of ornate progressive gothic metal uh as far as i know huh. but what, but what do i know about that everything i was hoping a lot but i guess uh, i don't have to do that's that's my best description
1: i mean if you're going to go vampire hunting those are the sorts of people you should probably start with
2: yeah <laughs> you need like really like people who really look the part but have none of the skills you need. (laughs) Like they're really good at shredding guitar and looking in just incredibly beautifully effeminate (laughs) dudes.
0: (laughs) So what was your favorite part?
3: I have to choose just one.
0: No, you can choose as many as you like, but name off at least one.
3: I did enjoy the, uh, the extreme CGI violence in various points. People, people getting all puffy and exploding and such.
0: Yeah, those <laughs> were, those cool. explosions were awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was like, 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 I swear, like half of those I had not seen before because they had been removed from the TV edit. <laughs> like, like when they take the old vampire out on the beach, I'm pretty sure that scene cuts earlier in the TV version.
1: <laughs> I just imagine the final scene where they they Blade injects the guy with ten syringes, and then it just cuts away.
2: <laughs> he goes, he goes full like Akira, uh, <laughs> like yeah, expanding
3: Tetsuo. <laughs> and uh i particularly enjoyed the part where blade kills his mom because i thought to myself i really can't see any other actor being able to pull that scene off other than wesley snipes Hmm. really like you really got the feel that the character was like yeah no i am all about killing vampires and i am not going to let the fact that you were my mom once stop me from killing you (laughs) Like, you know, he kills her just no remorse, does the deed, and he doesn't sit down and have a cry about it afterwards or anything. You know, like if it were like Bruce Willis or something, he would do that. No, <laughs> Wesley Snipes is just bamf all the way.
2: Bruce Willis and his crying. So <laughs> oh, <it's good. laughs> the only
0: reason I go to Bruce Willis movies.
2: <laughs> Get a good cry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I could see that. It it turned from, like, he's going to kill the guy who killed his mom to, oh, now, now I'm just going to take them both out.
1: What about you, Charlie? I didn't remember the scene where they were uh, looking at the different pages of the book that were held up in the glass panels. I thought that was yeah. a pretty neat scene, the fight scene that they had there. I didn't remember that at all, and I thought it was kind of... It was fun. It was visually pleasing.
2: Well, I mean, there's a lot of cool scenes, um, but as far as, like... Uh, Something that hasn't been said yet. I really liked when he followed that guy into that the club with like the Japanese schoolgirls, and then just like throws that guy around the kitchen, just destroying uh, everything yeah. basically. Because that's pretty much what he had been doing the whole movie is like slamming people into furniture and various objects,
3: ruining that woman's was... apartment.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just that that whole. Between those two scenes, I was like, wow, he really just he's he's leaving a path of destruction behind him, which I thought was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I actually thought of the scenes we haven't mentioned yet, I actually really liked the opening scene in the club with just like the blood spraying everywhere and freaking that guy out, and then Blade comes in with no blood on him whatsoever. <laughs> just standing there looking like a badass, and then just starts killing people like with like steak guns and his sword and all this stuff. I thought that was like really stylish and really cool.
1: And it was good for establishing too, that everyone knew who he was because they all backed up from him and didn't fight particularly well. Although I guess these aren't necessarily <laughs> fighting vampires. They were just having fun. Yeah. yeah, Those are the, the raving vampires, right? The ones
0: at the race. <laughs>
2: That's right. Classic. blood uh,
0: Half of them are on E right now. <laughs> The vampire equivalent
1: of E, I guess. V. <laughs> I think just blood oh. with E in it. <laughs> right?
2: Oh. <laughs> <So positive>. Just <laughs> blood from the, from the normal rave upstairs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is the one scene that I 100% remembered from this movie. I knew it started out that way. And I remember it being really creepy when I first saw it. And not wanting to go and watch that scene this time. It wasn't quite as effective since I knew it was going to happen. But
0: What did you find creepy about it initially? Just the, blood, the or? blood?
1: Yeah, just blood coming from everywhere. And whose blood is it? And how many people did they have to kill to make that happen? And then being in the middle of a group of vampires, I didn't remember that that guy got out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we you go into the club and the guy's completely covered in blood and the police don't even think about arresting him. <laughs> That's the first thing I've been doing. Is like, who did you kill? <laughs> you must have killed hundreds of people. <laughs> but then now they're like giving him a blanket.
0: Well, but they know, right? Because the police are in the. They're like owned oh, by yeah. the vampires, right? Yeah, that is yeah, true. That, that is true.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually get that at that moment.
0: No, no, no. In, I'm until I'm, yeah. No, but then looking back,
2: I was like, oh, it made sense because he was like, put him out. Like, oh, this is routine
0: guy on fire
2: <laughs> they had the they, they had the fire department with fire extinguishers ready
3: yeah no the, the police and the fire department showed up so fast too like like that was impressive response time from those guys
0: well it turns out the club is actually uh, below their uh, their departments <laughs> that's the best place <laughs> to police, have a rave
2: <laughs> it's like police fire <laughs> rave club Normal raves. <laughs> vampire
3: vampire raves. Yeah.
1: Where are the police least likely to bust us? Right underneath the police department. <laughs> the perfect plan.
0: Where won't they look?
1: <laughs> keep
0: Down. Your, keep
2: friends close and your enemies closer.
0: <laughs> we might have mentioned
2: passing, but
0: uh, Blade is rated R. It's our second Marvel movie to be rated R. Definitely for language. Lots of F-bombs being dropped, uh, and definitely for violence, but actually not for sexuality, really. Oh, no. No no nudity oh. that I noticed. Scantily clad ravers, and that's about it.
2: So the kind of R-rated movie your parents would let you see. <laughs> 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 oh, were they disintegrating humans? Okay. Okay. <laughs> better not be any nipples, though. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Japanese
0: cinema just has nipples right on the posters. Because we talked about this a little bit in um, the Cinematic Respect podcast. That's already out at this point. But the, the poster for Lone Wolf and Cub 4, there's nipples on the poster. Oh. <laughs> Bare huh.
3: so. I mean, to be fair, Japanese cinema also gives you the really good violence, too, though.
0: That's true.
3: Yes. They, they don't hold back. I've seen Tokyo Gore Police. I've not
0: seen that. I've seen the one where he had like a toupee that he threw at people and it like killed them. It was like a weapon. Uh,
3: Rug Cop. Rug Cop, yeah. (laughs) That that one's a comedy though. I know, but that's a great movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone should see Rug Cop.
1: (laughs) So I believe the female lead's name was Karen in the movie. Karen Jensen, I think. Sounds right. They felt like they needed... A woman in the movie, and I guess she's a hematologist, so that plays right. into the plot, right? But
0: well, yeah, she she's the one that gives him the explody uh, vampire killing stuff.
1: But he also P-P-A. he also yeah. takes her along with him to shoot up the the Japanese schoolgirl club. He's like, "Do you know how to use one of these?" And she's like, "I'll figure it out." Why why does he take her along? Was that established? Did I just miss it?
2: I think she forced her way in at first. She so was like, uh, yeah. "I'm coming with you."
1: Maybe Blade's not the type to care. He like putting resisted her in a little. Yeah,
2: yeah. That, he uh, gave fair warning a little bit.
0: That actress being uh, Nabouche right? By the way, yeah, I actually thought, thought. I mean, as far as like female characters in superhero movies goes, she actually did pretty well, right? Like she was independent and she like knew stuff. She, she just Damn. yeah, she wasn't just there to be like either fridged or. Uh, you know, just helplessly, you know, captured. Like she fought off the weird zombie thing that I don't understand why that was in the movie at all. Like zombie mortician that she used to know that she gets thrown in the pit. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not even sure why that guy was in there again, but
3: you've like, you've never had it's, it's for relatability. You've never had to fight off a zombie X before. uh,
0: I've been fortunate,
3: but maybe I'm, (laughs)
1: um,
0: but yeah, like she's, you know, got out of that on her own and stuff. So I thought she was actually a pretty strong female character.
1: Was there any romantic subplot with her and Blade either? Not really. Not that really. I this is actually pretty There was more progressive too. of a
0: subplot between Blade and his mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, where's the sex going to come in? <laughs> There's only one more female character. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. well, there was the blonde chick.
1: Oh, yeah, I
0: guess. And Tracy Lords was in this. Oh, that's right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Which character was she? She was in she's the car the,
0: at
1: the beginning. She's
0: the vampire that
1: leads the hapless
0: oh, guy. Okay. The, okay.
3: Um, okay. Um,
1: yeah. I think her name showed up at the exact same time that she showed up on screen. So there wasn't a lot of confusion as to that. I remember reading, oh, Tracy Lords is in. Okay. There's Tracy Lords.
0: <laughs> 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 and I, of course, know what Tracy Lords looks like.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Thanks to sexual posts. <laughs> Getting back to Dr. Karen Jensen and Blade um, when she gave herself to Blade so he could like feed on her blood so he could get his strength back. That was the one thing to me that seemed semi sensual just in the way they sort of shot it. I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did forget that part. That was probably, like, the closest moment, I think, to any sort of relationship of a
3: romantic nature or anything. Semi? Seemed pretty darned overt.
2: (laughs) It's always hard to tell when it's, like, blood is involved. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I guess.
1: I mean, you're right, Doug. It's it's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's not literal sex, but there's no mistaking what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
3: all right geez sorry guys <laughs> well i mean but it was... I was
0: trying to dance around it
3: and Doug it's just like, nope. right through get to the <laughs> hey hey you were talking about super text earlier that's,
2: that's fair you're right i mean i didn't I i didn't really necessarily get a very romantic or sexual vibe from that scene it was more to me it was seemed more about the sacrifice or whatever. Maybe I was just reeling too much from the the mom scenes though. <laughs> I was like now that that's good stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little bloody.
0: <laughs> but that that'll take care of my duck fetish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, it was kind of like if in if in first contact the Borg queen was somehow Picard's mom. <laughs>
0: I'm glad we get to get the story of Paul's uh, evolving fetishes as we go through Marvel movies. <laughs> From ducks to incest.
4: <laughs>
0: Maybe some combination of the two.
3: I, I have a further question. Yeah. How exactly does one manage an incestual interspecies relationship?
2: Well, there's there's a lot of examples out there in the natural world. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what?
0: <laughs> you know, like if, if Spock were attracted to his mom.
2: <laughs> so we aren't counting half. Okay. Or like a mule <laughs> attracted to a horse. Or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait <what? laughs>
2: again, half
3: breed. <laughs> Whereas duck human, I'm just saying uh, the family trees for duck and human are in separate forests.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying that you're not considering the possibility of more than one partner simultaneously.
2: That's it.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Problem solved.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like to sure declare, what we're solving. I, I would like to declare that a suboptimal
2: solution. For the record. Yeah, it's kind of a cop out.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll have to keep working at it.
2: I'm going to write up my proof tonight. Let's see, duck, horse. No, 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 no. Hold on. I'll have this done by morning.
0: So uh, in conclusion, we uh, did you what did you guys think of the movie? Did you enjoy it? Did you did you love it? Did you hate it? Were you somewhere in the middle? I guess uh how many uh vials of E D steaks? I was just trying to avoid steak. I was going with the what was it? E-D-C-T-
2: E-D-TA. It E-D-TA.
3: preserves <laughs> freshness.
0: <laughs> so how how many That's vials of am probably
2: drinking some right now. Right? How many vials
1: <laughs> how many vials of E D T A would you give this? I would give this a 7.5. 7.5 files of EDTA right, right to the face. <laughs> so I liked all the action sequences. I liked the characters. Uh One thing that didn't hold up very well was a lot of the CGI, which I guess is forgivable. I'd almost hoped that they had done some of it in lower light, like they tend to do nowadays to cover up not-so-great CGI, but I understand at the time it was probably pretty good. But the vampires... Disintegrating was a little bit amazing. <laughs> amazing, I mean, <laughs> a little bit amazing. I think
2: Mortal Kombat tried the low light, bad CGI, and I don't think it worked for them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you would you would say that Blade was on par for you with Captain America: The Serial?
1: Oh, that's an interesting comparison, had, but because you gave that seven point, I think too. that is where I have to put it. Okay, it's, the serial was just so surprising to me. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. So. That's how it got up to this level, whereas this was very, you know, it was typical in a lot of ways, but still a pretty good example of a late 90s action movie. So for different reasons, they're both 7.5.
0: Okay. I mean, I think that I actually probably agree with that. I was kind of wavering between 7.5 and 8, uh, but I think it probably does end up being about 7.5 for me as well, for all the reasons stated. Some of the CG was a little weird, you know, but uh, the action was great. I really enjoyed the characters and the actors. Um, and only occasionally did it feel like the movie kind of slowed down a little bit. So, uh, it wasn't a perfect movie, but it was very good at what it set out to do. So yeah, the seven point five miles.
1: And all of the all of the things that kind of seem played out now, you have to kind of realize this movie did it before a lot of the like. This was before Underworld, and a lot of this reminded me of Underworld, and it was before The Matrix too. So the once Matrix I realized 2. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the matrix Two, matrix also, 2 also the matrix
3: <laughs> re-enter the matrix
0: <laughs> doug what about you
3: i would also give it 7.5 uh i i strongly liked it i didn't love it it was a well done straightforward action movie
0: paul um acknowledging well, that your uh your ratings are kind of
2: funky I don't have a lot I don't have very far to go. What what did I give to Men in Black?
0: Nine. Nine, okay. And then the ninety Captain America you gave a seven to.
2: Those are I'll your go, two highest. I'll go with eight for Blade. Okay. I thought it was I thought it was solid. Um there were some times when I could feel myself kinda like like I felt like it had slowed down a little bit. But, you know, for the most part it delivered a pretty steady stream of action, you know, in movies like these. Sometimes, like, the last, like, 30 minutes, I almost feel like in a lot of these, I, I lose interest yeah. in, in, like, whatever climax they're building up to. But for this, I, was, I think I was pretty engaged the whole time. And, yeah, maybe it's tainted with my, like, late 90s nostalgia glasses, which are at a height in these trying times. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just really like the style and the aesthetic of the movie in general. And it had some really good sequences. So it's the kind of kind of movie I think we we could use a little bit, a uh, little bit more of today.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for your thoughts on the 1998 movie Blade. Fun fact, at this point in our movie March, Blade is now the highest grossing Marvel movie. Oh, a crown. It isn't <laughs> taken away from Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Nice. laughs> one kind of random aside here yes i was searching up steven dorf on my phone Mm -hmm. and i'm scrolling down and on the the google headshots of people also search for and it's steve dorf steven dorf's father and the google image i was like wow steve dorf steven dorf's father looks a lot like kenny rogers and then i clicked it and realized that google put it, it, that it was kenny rogers <laughs> and then i saw all the real pictures of steve dorf the american songwriter who wrote for such people as kenny rogers Oh, <laughs> I, see. I flipped out for a second i was like wow i'm gonna go post this guy to men who look like kenny com." <laughs> it's a real site you should check it out <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in the blog post, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Along with Blade IRL.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, uh, our next movie kicks off the Marvel superhero trend, I think actually, officially. It's the 2000 film X-Men.
2: Ah, yes. Starring Hugh Not-So-Jacked Man. Huge Jackman, <laughs>
3: <laughs> And Patrick Stew yeah. Art. <laughs> You make it sound like an alphabet soup.
0: So now I'm picturing a bowl of alphabet soup with a little fringe of white hair around half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like somebody else joined my uh, mental image.
2: <laughs> being just, you know, being just gently, very gently blown upon by the Borg Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, the
1: Borg Queen.
2: <laughs> wow. The hairs stand up on end. <laughs> that was Data. Goosebumps.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I like how our composite uh, Marvel movie is turning out so far. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's our show. Thanks for listening. We hope you check us out. Don't forget you can visit our website at www.gobeskywallacereport.com.
1: Also, we're on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure to look for us there for extra entertaining bits. You will be entertained. Possibly. Wait, so you're definitely entertained, but only possibly entertained.
0: Well, I don't want to get sued for false advertising. <laughs>
2: Doesn't look like there's a blade IRL community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I've got to start it.
4: <laughs>
2: uh, It'll just be pictures of Wesley Snipes, not as Blade, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, now you need to do this. <laughs>
3: The Daywalker goes to Dairy Queen.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Daywalker at Foot Locker.